Hello there, and welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, episode number 33. That's that's three, a good three. number. 33333. 3333, three, 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 three. three, 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 three. yes. Is it a prime? Good. Oh my god, is it a prime? I don't know. No. Is it? Oh. Anyway, as you can tell, Kareen and I are together once again. The gruesome twosome. Do, do, do. And today we are going to um, discuss writing instruments of various kinds and what you use them for in <laughs> connection with your planner, of course. Do you mean besides writing? Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't stick it in your ear or anything. Yeah. No, no, this no. This is used for writing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, Steve. So pens, pencils and markers and all those things that we... We sort of highlighters. Yeah, I'm sure if I'm sure everyone that listens to this um, podcast has more pens than they care to mention. You might only have one planner, but I bet they have a handful of pens. And if not, if they don't, they longingly look at other people's collections, going, "I wish mm. I could touch those pens." <laughs> Because I'm just as guilty as this as, as anyone. You you find a pen mm-hmm. and you think, oh, yes, yes, must have more of those. <laughs> and then for some reason change. And then, I don't know, you just sort of get into something else. So a question for you to start things off. Yes. Which pen do you prefer to use in your planner? <sighs> to well, put it on the spot. Th- this, is a, this is a question that has been a long time coming and I have narrowed down my answer to the following. So it's not a short answer, but you're all going to have to deal with it. I like using two types of markers in my planners. I don't write with pens. I write with markers. Ah, yes, it's true. I used to write with uh, the Papermate Flare, mm-hmm. the colorful ones, Papermate Flare Medium. Mm. See, I'm holding this one up so Steve can see. And because it came in a broad range of colors that I liked, and it didn't bleed through the lightweight Filofax insert papers mm. that would come through. But I didn't like the way the pen is balanced. And so I ended up switching to, my God, people, I know, you're, I'm going to hear some people screech now. I switched to Sharpie permanent fine tip, extra fine tip um, markers, ultra fine point, right. that's what it's called, These these little guys. And they also come in an array of colors. And so what I do is I don't care about the bleeding. Let it bleed. Let (laughs) it bleed, baby. Um, So I will write through (laughs) and it will bleed through. And what I do is I write in a particular color and then I highlight using pencil of the Mm -hmm. same color. So Mm -hmm. I have a set of colorful Stettler pencils that I use to go over so if I color code I've got black is for reference for example I everything that I use as a reference number gets written in black and then I highlight with a black pencil so it stands out from the paper which is why I had told you in one of those last episodes why I don't like using the cotton creams because the cotton cream color doesn't allow the color Ah, to pop back so nicely at me and so if I'm writing in a red ultra fine point marker like a sharpie I will use Mm. a red pencil to highlight. And it ends up becoming this very subtle um, yet attractive view of colors, Mm. hue of colors on my paper that allow me to see where my attention is going during the week. And I do have a color key chart that I use. So I can tell that if I have too much red, Mm. which is work, 
versus too much teal, which mm -hmm. is home. Um, or the other way around, or the ratios are skewed, I can see where I need to spend more time the following week. It allows me to visually, in one glance, ascertain whether uh, my, my attention has gone too much towards work and not enough towards myself or towards home or other, other categories that I've set up. So to answer your question, Steve, I use Sharpie Ultrafine markers to write in my planner. Well, up until, up until what do you recently... Use? I used, or up until the beginning of this year actually, I used um, pilot friction pens be simply because of the fact you could erase them easily and mm -hmm. you can... I tried those they too. They also do erasable uh, highlighters as well. That that really did surprise me. Yes. Um, they work yes. quite well. Um, the one issue I had with them, and which is why I stopped using them, was um, this year I printed my inserts on an inkjet printer and of course when you go to yeah. about the um friction pen <laughs> effectively also smudge although the the inks well you know been dried for months the the inkjet lines started to move because effectively you're warming the inkjet up the, pe the ink back up again aren't yeah. you um so it makes a bit of a yeah. mess so i um i stopped using them and these days what i tend to do is use a mechanical pencil for sort of little notes that need to be written in permanently somewhere. Or, you know, if I'm doing mm. blog posts on the calendar, that works great with pencil because I can move things around easily. And for most other things, I'm tending towards using these Uniball Vision Elite pens, which someone put me onto, and I can't remember who it was. Um last year when i was flying because they're guaranteed to not leak on an airplane which is good um but that's not all i use i use fountain pen um for my journal entries because i like writing on decent quality paper with fountain pen ink for you know archive reasons so if you're going there then you have to disclose which fountain pen and which ink um <laughs> I have a variety of fountain pens. The ones I'm currently favouriting to use are a couple of Pilot Metropolitan. They're, they're not. They're not the. None okay. of my pens are expensive. Yes. Cheap and cheerful. It's cheap and cheerful, they're, they're isn't really it? I good. love those pilots. And I just use yeah. their own ink or Waterman ink. I think I'm using. I love Waterman ink. For my fountain pens, I do mm. use only Waterman ink. I tried using others, but I've yeah. been disappointed I bought, every time. I um, bought a couple of the, you know, the piston converters for the for the pilots, and yep. so I can conveniently just fill them up because I do. I'm amazed how much ink I go through actually. Um, but I these I've got one with in with a fine nib, and one with a medium nib, mm. and that seems to work okay with the paper I'm using, which is the Clairefontaine paper. No, no bleed. No, that's very good quality like paper, though. That. And even the yeah. fine um, nib will work on Filofax paper reasonably well. My biggest problem, of course, is my terrible handwriting. But well, you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, yeah. he does have terrible handwriting. It's like a spider has <laughs> crawled across your page, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things with fountain pens that intrigued me, I used mm. to write with Lamy pens, and I know there's a huge um, 
there's actually a group out there that is fans of the page and I can see why they're addicted to them. They're colorful, you can collect them, they're quite nice, particularly the Safari uh, line. One of the things that intrigued me about Lamy is that those nibs are mm. actually removable. And so if you are, Lamy uses a different grading system, so their fine is actually a medium and their extra fine is actually a fine for anybody that wants to know those details. But if you end up with, let's say, an extra fine Lamy nib and you decide, well, you know, I think I'd rather write with medium, mm. just get the nib and you can very easily, yeah, I'm just... talking within seconds, mm. Swap out the nib. You, I use a quarter, a U.S. quarter, and I, I put that nib down on my desk or on a piece sheet of paper and hold the tip down mm -hmm. with the quarter and slide the pen out. And mm -hmm. out comes the nib, and you just slide the mm -hmm. new nib on. It really is that simple. So you really don't need multiple fountain pens when it comes mm -hmm. to the Lamy's because you can interchange those nibs, and I love that aspect of them. But I end up using mm -hmm. uh, Faber-Castell, and... I love those fountain pens they make. They're such good pen in implements. Yeah, the they feel I've got. so balanced I, in the hand. Just a, I've got a Waterman, which I don't think it even appears on their website. It's one that I bought in the local supermarket. It's aimed at students. But it writes really nicely. It's it's amazing. It's surprising if you look on Amazon. The sort of, you know, fountain pens start at, you know, very low prices. And... Um, you can pay silly amounts, but I'm not a connoisseur yeah, yeah. of things uh, in terms of, you know, I think I would be um, pushed to know the difference in quality. So don't talk to me about pens and sort of expect an expert opinion because I'm the, <laughs> not of that sort of ilk at all. Um, but um, no, I, I've been writing with a fountain pen for some time. It's just that my handwriting, as you have witnessed, is just generally fairly poor for one reason or another. Um, but it doesn't put me off trying. That's the thing. I I enjoy the sort of experience more so than trying to write with a, a you know ballpoint pen. That's the worst experience for me. Yeah. Yeah, ballpoints are difficult because they the, there's a lot of friction yeah. between getting the pen to move and the paper. And so that forces your hand to write mm. differently. That's why, for example, you probably like the Uniball yeah. writer because it allows your hand to flow a little bit more freely. The friction, I had an issue with the friction. I used to use those mm. as well. Uh, and I love the fact that they were erasable and colorful. I mean, that's just so nice. But w there was a lady on uh, one of the groups that you and I are on yeah. that showed how she left her planner in a hot car one day. Mm. And sure enough, the ink disappeared, and I was—I—I I just I, a cold sweat went down my spine because I write things down for posterity. I write them down so I don't forget. So can you imagine my shock if I had written a client's phone number down or some important details <laughs> down, left the planner in my car only to come back to have it become invisible ink? Did that you know, I'm sure the indentations would yeah, still have been that there. That actually happened to me. Oh um, no! My poor late mother. Um, well, I had to write, fill out some forms about, um, you know, the history of where she was brought up and all this sort of stuff. So I'm filling all this form out. They gave me the form when I went home. Oh, can you fill it out? Yes, yeah, so I filled it all out. And they rang me up a couple of weeks later. Now, that form you filled out, it's all gone blank. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what did you do to it? Oh, we put it through the laminator. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ah, oh, no. <laughs> so send me the forms again and I'll fill them out again. 
<laughs> this time I'll do it in print. Well, I think that's important. Yeah, that, that's a very mm. important to mention in this program, Steve, because there's a lot of people that use friction mm. pens, and they're fine. I think if you're mm. using them for fun, that's fine. Use them. Enjoy them. But if you are writing things down for mm. posterity so that you can go back and reference them, please be warned that the heat will actually make it takes quite a bit of heat, admittedly, and, but in a, inside a, a hot car on a sunny day, you know, if you put... Hot car on a sunny day, or let's say you've got inserts that you want to maintain mm. year after year, yeah. and you like to file them on your shelves, they'll disappear after mm. a while. And so you'll just end up having blank you inserts, I suppose, at some point. <laughs> but they're dated now, and they're gone. Some people actually oh. use the, that the idea that they do go blank purposely. So they, if they had a, like a to-do list, a printed to-do list, they'd fill the to-do oh, list out. Oh, look at that. And at the end of the week... Take your hair dryer out. <laughs> put it in the microwave <laughs> for a couple of seconds. And you're done. And you're you watch... If, clean, if, you, if you ever do it, it's quite fun watching all your words just suddenly vanish from the outside going into the center. I, I could do that to you to punish you one day. I could say, here, I have your to-do list. If you don't do what I ask you to do, I'm going to put it in the microwave. <laughs> Yeah, it works. You have to be careful you don't put the microwave on too high a setting, otherwise the, the pages all get singed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's true. spontaneously yeah. combust in front of your very eyes. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. Do you, co- do you color code at all, Steve? Not really, no. I, I, I think that's the next step for me to try and um, make things sort of stand out. As you said earlier... Um, make things stand out on your list when you have a very full list. And these days, um, thanks to dear you. Um... <laughs> Do you notice that planner verse? He referenced me. He thanked me. Yes, yes. <laughs> My list does get rather full these days, um, week on week. And it's not mm. eased off. But it's good. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but... Yes, I think that's the next step for me is to actually um, start highlighting things or using different colours maybe to actually sort of, you know, make things stand out off the page that are more, you know, have a higher priority maybe. Mm. Um, or, you know, stuff that's not, not so important, but I've just written it down so I remember it because I'm terrible at remembering any damn thing these days. Um and and that's all. I've never actually tried, um, you know, doing the sort of serious four color, color coding with a four color pen, and I'd forget what the four colors were. <laughs> well, that's why I keep. A, a key I think I should work up. To I do too. What may I make a suggestion in you terms may. of your color coding adventures? All right. You know how we discussed contexts mm. a while back. If you want to retain that concept of using contexts, consider applying a particular color to each context. Mm. And that way you won't find yourself with too many colors because in your context, I'm sure maybe you have three or four contexts Mm. right now. Maybe five. No, not even that, I don't think really. Not even that? Three or four maybe at the most. So if you've got those contexts set up, just apply a color to each context and maintain the standard for one week and see how it shows up when you've mm. got those contexts. So let's say you've got three errands to run that are out uh, outside the home. Mm-hmm. That's one context. All of those errands, let's say, would be in red. And then let's say you've got f- four tasks to do mm-hmm. in the home. Those could be in blue. And then you've got something related to work, which could be in yep. green. 
and so that way you would have your red blues and greens all together it wouldn't matter if you had 10 of them or 12 of them but you could easily identify through your if you're making mm -hmm. a to-do list which ones need to be categorized mm -hmm. for the in-home versus out the home yeah. and so on and that way your your brain very quickly at least my brain does i'm very visual when it comes to these things and i know you and i have different wired brains and that's one of the things that we appreciate about one another is that i think very <laughs> differently than steve does and steve surprises me every so often with this genius <laughs> thing that he does and so i don't question him i let him do his um, dull brain thing because it works <laughs> so but give it a try. I, I always like to try different things because I don't know mm. until I try. And I, I commend you also for what you said with your handwriting. You Knowing that you have poor handwriting, you still plod through anyway. And I think eventually you will gain a better appreciation for how your handwriting will flow. The more you practice, the better it will get. It's down to uh, poor hand and eye coordination. It's as simple as mm. that because I don't have true 3D vision. Simple. There we go. Right. right. One other thing um, to link in with this color coding thing. It's something you mentioned in a previous episode, and I've forgotten which one it was. Hands up. Um, is using the same colors in your planner as you use on your electronic planner. So those two match together. Mm. Um, I haven't done, yep. haven't sat down with my various electronic devices and calendars yet to make sure they're all using the same colors but uh, it's on the list to do at some stage i have to get them all in the same room to make sure to save me having to keep mm. dashing up and downstairs all the time it just makes sense to want to um, mm. not play games on your brain your brain is there to help you and so if you've already gotten the color coding set up on your e-calendar why not use that same color yeah. coding on your paper calendar and that way you don't have to rethink what's what. And it actually helps mm. you learn your key code because you have repetition happening in every place that you look at it. Now, it won't be the exact same colors. It will, it will still have some variations, but it'll be close it'll be enough. Yeah. There'll be some slight variations. If it's, you know, as long as you're using a shade of Correct. blue, let's say, and a shade of green and not, you know, you don't sort of have, on one thing you've got greenies work and on the other Correct. thing greenies right you don't want to do that that would get very confusing very quickly now i know for the minimalists out there there was a lady that decided that she was only going to use a one color pen mm. at some point she just had it with the vast collection of pens she had and decided to just use a simple blue um paper rollerball i think it was or mm. Uh, just ballpoint pen. I, I think it, she got well, the 99 cent pen. It wasn't even something expensive. Um, and she was very pleased with that overall. I don't know how many minimalists out there we have, but I personally, I have two sets of the Sharpie markers, one to travel with and one to have at, at my desk because the worst possible thing would be for me to be in a coffee shop and have to write something down that's not in the right color. Funny, these... Well, they say they're refillable, but they just seem to go last for ages. The ones I bought last year are still working. You know, I've been using... Which ones are those? The Uniballs? The, the Uniballs. I, yeah. I bought a couple to sort of... Because I didn't want to travel with fountain pens. Because I, I was mm. told and read online that fountain pens and airplanes don't go together. Yeah. 
you either have to keep taking the cartridges out or emptying them of ink. Yes. Otherwise, they tend to spurt ink everywhere. So that was obviously a bad idea. So I went for these uniballs instead, just for doing my travel journal. Um, but they seem to go on for ages. So you you naturally seem to collect um, a drawer full of partly used pens. <laughs> but, you know, you, it's very difficult to suddenly take it to yourself and say, I'm not using those pens anymore, therefore I will throw them out. Why? They're perfectly good. They work. They're perfectly fine. <laughs> Just use them in another part of the yeah. house. Set them up for where your message center is, by your yeah. telephone, perhaps. Yeah. No? <laughs> no need to chuck them. I like using things until they're unusable or recycling them or repurposing them. I really like the, um, who does this, the Energel by Pentel. Mm. Have you seen yeah. these? They come in various colors. I have the purple one here. The gel inks, the the technology that they have mm. nowadays for some of these is outstanding. It really flows smoothly, and I highly recommend it um, as far as if you want to use something that's more of a pen instead of a marker. I don't know if there's anybody else out there that uses marker. If you are, I would love to hear from you because I have very few people that actually understand the concept of writing with a felt-tip pen or something similar. There, There's a visceral connection with the hand and the eye that allows me to feel like I'm writing. I'm old enough to remember the first papermate felt tip pens that were sort of came out in the 60s. It was 1761? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they seemed to dry up very quickly. They, they, they were a lovely pen, but they, they didn't last for more than a few months. Did they come in different colors? Yeah, sort of. I came from. I, I thought it was red, black, and uh, yeah, red, black, and blue. Blue, most really, yeah. I think so. The, one of my favorite little tips with the friction pen, and I've done a video on this one to explain it, is the half millimeter, the point five millimeter um, frictions are quite scratchy and horrible to write with. Yes, yes. The point sevens really good. Everybody likes writing with point seven. Yes. But the barrel of the pen is so much fatter that it doesn't fit into the pen loop very easily. Oh. But the 0.5 barrel fits fine. But what you can do is you can unscrew the pens and swap the inserts over. So you end up putting the 0.7 inside the 0.5 barrel, screw back together again, and you have a slim pen that writes with the 0.7 nib. Wonderful. See, Plannerverse, this is what I'm talking about. Steve will come up with these ingenious things that no one will have thought of, and but he'll test it out, and he'll have an entire series of tests that validate his theories. I love it. What a simple hack, what a simple solution to being able to carry your favorite pen around that and so now have it fit in your plan. If anybody pen wants any point five refills, I've got boxes of them. <laughs> He's got boxes. <laughs> Dear. All in point seven barrels. No. <laughs> now, how do you store your pen, Steve? I've got I've got this little um, Japanese paper yeah. thing here. You know, it's a pen pot. Mm. I guess they're called pen pots. Mine I've got a square. for my sort of better quality um, ballpoints, rollerball things, ones that come with certain brand of planner, and my fountain pens. I've got like a, a zip case which has got little elasticated. Uh, loops in it which keeps it all smart and oh yeah yeah 
But all the ordinary stuff, I've got small um, baskets, small trays. They're quite narrow, quite long, deepish, that just slot into my drawer. So I've managed to... Se- so you lay them flat? Yeah, so they're all separated out. In, 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 okay. you know, I've got pens in here, I've got refills in here, and I've got other various stationary bits in there. But I don't tend to have many pens on the desk at any one time. There's a, a pen always with my planner. There's always one in my bag pencil a small ruler and i've got a couple of my i tend to only um have two fountain pens on the go at the same time i find if i have Mm. got more than that um they dry up too quickly and you end up having to wash same here so i've got a, a simple um leather two pen um pen case from pen case from yeah, it looks like a little pocket protector. and it's, it's really nice, nice. very pleased with it and it, it it just keeps them sort of um together with my journal and what have you so as it works a, well as a former radio engineer did you in back in the 70s and 80s i'm dying to ask you this question you know what i'm going <laughs> to ask you right did you have that nice plastic pocket protector that all carried pens, all of your and your screwdriver yeah and... did please say yes please say no. yes did you have that <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> I know people that used to go around like that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I store my pen standing upright. It was the whole Konmari mm. thing when I did my office. Um, I, I discovered that pens have a tendency, as, as uh, Marie Kondo suggested, everything has a tendency to want to um, clean up and tidy mm. up when it's standing upright. So I do keep them upright. My only concern is that, for example, with some of my Sharpies, I have to keep them with the mm. cap down because they're not alcohol-based, and so they will dry up if you put them. And same yeah. with the fountain pens. I have to store them. Fountain pens probably should be stored mm. laying on their sides. Um, the one issue I don't have, though, is with the Copic markers. If anybody uses Copic markers to draw or paint, uh, those are alcohol-based, and they're refillable markers, so you can store them upright. And so I think that should also be mentioned in terms of the discussion we're having with pens is how you store them. You don't want to end up losing ink. Mm. You want to make sure that they're fast, the caps are uh, fastened nicely. But I have the same issue that happens with my uh, fountain pens is that if I use more than two, I find that they Mm. end up not getting used and the ink dries out in them. So I'm tempted to keep the ink in the Mm. inkwell until I'm ready to use them. I do use a Lamy calligraphy pen with uh, very high-end ink. I don't know who was Mm. it. Was it a Noodler's? Noodler's ink, I think it was, which I'm happy with. They have a nice fuchsia magenta thing happening there. Um, But I use this only for lettering if I'm doing something fancy. Which pens do you use when you're signing checks, if you still sign checks these days? Um, Just an ordinary ballpoint pen or sort of uniball, sort of, yeah, not friction. Uniball, yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't sign your checks with friction pens. I thought about signing a check the other day with my fountain pen. But I got concerned that maybe it would smear or wouldn't be considered valid because now mm. these checks have so many security features, the fountain pen ink doesn't want to protrude waft the, the paper. The paper. It sort of sits on it like it a waxy feel. What, one sort of tip I've got for you know storing your 
pens, if you like, in a drawer somewhere. You know the sort of cutlery dividers you get for your kitchen mm. drawers, where for, for separating knives, forks, spoons, and teaspoons and all that. Yes. Just get some of those. They're quite cheap, aren't they? And they're, they're nice yeah. and sort of smooth, and you know you can easily get things yeah. out of them. That's the the best. Right, because you compartmentalize by size and type, and then you yeah. can easily access them. I think it's nice that when pens are laying down as well. I think it allows you to see mm. quickly what's there. As far as uh, standing them up, though, you can also see the various types. I like to see, the, for example, all the, the paper mate flares are shorter than the Sharpies, and so you can quickly identify mm. what's what just based on height alone. Mm. So that that's another aspect. One to of my consider. favorite pens from years ago were sort of technical drawing pens by the German company Rotring. Now oh, I've I got a full them. set of those in various different mm. widths. I need to get some ink though for them because I don't have any um, ink for them at the moment. But they have a the, they've got like a hollow nib with a sort of like weighted. Um, I don't know what you would call it, like a pin, I suppose. And you literally shake the pin huh. backwards and forwards, and that cleans the the the, the nib oh, wow. up, and you can then draw, you know, very precise thickness lines with them. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. And I've got a load of stencils for them as well. It's not the sort of thing you'd use every day in your planner, though. <laughs> no. You'd be there forever. No. So, do you have a tip of the week? Yes, I do have a tip of the week. Uh, my suggestion is, as far as planners go, find a set that works for you. If you're not keen on paper bleeding, then go, don't get the pens and markers that bleed. Um, I know that sounds common sense, but at the same time, I see so many people struggling with which mm -hmm. pen they're going to use. Find a set that works and stick with it. Don't think there's going to be something nicer around the corner because there probably isn't. You're going to end up spending money on something you're not going to use. Stick with what works. That's yeah. my tip. Go into a, go into a shop and try out various pens on the same paper you're going to use. Yes. Because yes. a lot of places have not them on their little sort pad. of out of packets, don't they, these days? <laughs> Right. Don't use the little pad in the stationery shop. Use your yeah. planner to write in there to see mm. how it actually behaves. What's your tip? Mine is, is fairly simple, really, is is that is just to try out the various pens, if you can, on the mm. paper you're going to use it on. And vice versa. If you're looking to buy paper, yeah. try it with the pens you like using most to make sure that they take ink just as well. It's it's a marriage, in a way. The pen and the paper is, it is. and the ink they've all got to work together you've got to like using the pen it's the it's the tau of yeah. paper and ink <laughs> they, they must be together where can we find you steve you'll find me in the usual place of filofoxy.com and travelersnotebooktimes.com and you can find me on instagram at karina tovmasian and at planerology.com and on facebook at planerology this has been advice no one has asked for and you are all welcome <laughs>